Hello and welcome. This is the Iron Kenya podcast, an original podcast for the interregion economic network Iron Kenya. I'm your host Hilary Aneke and I'm glad you could join us as we conclude our series on doing things in reverse or the other way round under principle 13 of inventive problem solving. And this being the last episode of this series, I want us to finish with a bang. I will be bringing on board a very interesting guest. Yes, interesting. I promise you, she's interesting. She calls herself the farmer on fire. Imagine that, the farmer on fire. And so she'll be talking to us about how doing things in reverse or the other way around has revolutionized the agricultural sector. You don't want to miss this, so stay tuned. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen to those who are listening to the Iron Kenya podcast for the very first time welcome to the family once again my name is Hilary Aneke I'm your host and my role here is to make sure that every week you get your weekly dose of informative and eye opening conversations so remember to subscribe to our podcast that is the Iron Kenya podcast to remain abreast with all the conversations we have right here and now back to the business of the day As I said earlier we are talking to a very interesting individual today she calls herself the farmer on fire and so we'll be traveling or rather we'll be hitting the road to Kitengela Kajiado county where she is located to talk to her face to face so come with me And so we just arrived at the farm of our guest today. Looks like she's been expecting us because she was standing right by the gate when we arrived. And so we'll jump right into the business of the day. And I think the best way to kick off is for her to introduce herself, who she is, what she does, and probably we'll know where she got the name the farmer on fire. You never know. So let's do this. So Angari, I hope you're doing fine. I hope you're doing great. So as a way of kicking this off, maybe you can introduce yourself to our listeners and then we can carry on, right? Okay. My name is Wangaria Kuria or the Farmer on Fire. I'm a YouTuber where I produce uh clips and farming videos on how to become a better farmer and farm better farming practices. Um I started it as a way to share my story and also to help other farmers and upcoming farmers who would like to go into the venture. We are based in Kitengela and we consider ourselves urban farmers because we are able to farm in the middle of an urban area even though the space is limited. We also rely heavily on irrigation because we are in an arid area and water is not in plenty. Quite an introduction there from Wangare Kuria also known as the farmer on fire. And so before we go any further I'd like to ask you one question who is your target market while you do your farming who do you intend to feed who do you intend to 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 sell your produce to but we also try to produce food for ourselves first and also our neighbors and then we go increasing the circles to the people who are around us okay okay and uh, just before we go any further I'd like to tell my listeners that 
Wangare Kuria is what I call a full-fledged farmer. So number one, she plants mushrooms. Number two, she plants strawberries. Number three, she rears rabbits. Okay, so she plants mushrooms, strawberries, and also rears rabbits for commercial purposes. A full-fledged farmer. And you know, with these kind of activities going on around her, it goes without saying that she needs market for this produce. Okay? And you have said that you plant food for yourselves first, then your neighbors, and then after that you can take care of whoever wants your produce beyond your neighborhood. My question here is, how do you get, or rather, how do you tell people beyond your neighborhood that, hey, I have strawberries, I have rabbits, I have mushrooms. How do you communicate to them? How do you market? How do you reach out to them? So we make use of social media spaces like WhatsApp group. Um, where we live, we have security committees and they have WhatsApp groups. We have family WhatsApp groups and we share our produce there and we can be able to get our market access quite quickly. Okay, okay, Wangare. So what prompted you to switch to digital platforms as your marketing tool, as your marketing avenue? Because the traditional way is that when you harvest your produce, or rather when you have your produce, you take the produce to the market, and whoever is at the market and is willing to buy your produce, buys the produce. But now you say you use digital platforms from WhatsApp and what have you to market your produce. What prompted this switch from the conventional way of walking to the market to, get, uh, to sell your produce, to you sitting back at the comfort of your home, you know, probably uploading photos of your produce and then getting response from prospective buyers. What prompted this switch? I can say that in today's world, if you are not on digital on anything, whatever you're producing, if you're not in the digital space, you are really doing yourself a disservice. For us, we used to think also farming is a bit um, not for online and we used to reserve ourselves but after we started engaging uh, other people online and we saw the response it really increased our sales by up to let's say 40-50% and we are very happy with what we have. Wow 40-50% that is quite impressive if you ask me that is quite impressive and this brings up the question I mean what makes digital platforms Unique, what makes them stand out from the conventional way of going to the market to sell your produce? I mean, what is so what is so special about them? At least from your own point of view, what is so special about digital platforms? What makes them stand out? Why are people why are people shifting from the conventional way of doing things to this new way that you have adopted as well? What technology does is that it cuts out the time, costs of trying to get to the market, you know, just the disappointment. Because when I'm looking for market, my plants are still in the farm, which means they're continuing to grow and the risk is not too high. But compared to me uprooting them, harvesting them, as long as I've, soon as I've cut them, they start losing shelf life. The perishability starts to clock in. And that means that by the time I get to the market, they might not be as fresh or the buyer can say that they don't want it. So then what happens to my produce? But that's why the digital uh, platforms give us an advantage that we can still be able to market our produce of upcoming markets. Okay, all right. And uh, you've mentioned WhatsApp groups quite extensively, you know, as one of the main avenues where you market your produce, where you 
get to tell people about what you have and they can be able to reach out to you and get whatever they want. Apart from WhatsApp groups, are there any other avenues that you use to market your produce? Apart from WhatsApp groups, what else? Well, probably, probably mobile applications, maybe? Uh, we have been on many platforms like Mkulima Bora, um, YouTube, we are a big fan of Facebook as well, Twitter and also Instagram. All right, all right. As we wind this up, assuming that I want to sell my produce online, assuming I'm a farmer and I want to sell my produce online, what do I need? How do I go about the whole process? Maybe in a nutshell, in very few words. Um, the thing about digital marketing is that it accompanies an image with the story. So there are five things that you need to have in a digital marketing campaign, which is the price, the photo, the location, the contact, and the quantities that you have at the farm. So that the buyers, on the other hand, can know that uh, we are looking at such quantities, her price is better than this other person, and they can be able to compare. That is Wangare Kuria, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I just want to do a recap of what our conversation has been all about. So basically, the main aim of this conversation was to show how things are being done in reverse or the other way around in the agricultural sector. So the things, things are being done in reverse or the other way around in the sense that initially, whenever farmers harvested their produce, they will take the produce to the market. And whoever is at the market and is willing to buy will buy their produce. But over time, this has changed. So that instead of people, uh, the farmers going to the market, the market comes to them instead through uh, digital platforms. And one of them, uh, you know, is WhatsApp and their farmers' applications as well, like Mkulima Bora, like she mentioned. So things are being done in reverse. The, the market now is coming to the farmer through the digital space. So the farmer does not have to do things the conventional way of waking up very early in the morning, you know, packing her produce and then going to the market to sell the produce. What she does is sit, sit back, probably take a photo of the produce, upload it on various digital spaces, and then whoever is willing or rather whoever wants the produce reaches out to the farmer. And then they can make an arrangement on how the produce reaches the consumer. So things are being done in reverse or the other way around. And then from the conversation, if you listened keenly, there are a number of things that came up. Number one, shelf life. If you listen to Ungare keenly, she mentioned shelf life during her talk. And number two, technological advancement. I think this it's the main theme in our, in our conversation or rather my discussion with Wangare. And the main reason I'm mentioning shelf life and technological advancement is that these are realities of the world we live in today. In the world we live in today, we are faced with realities, realities that force us to change how we go about our day-to-day -day activities. And some of these realities are the shelf life of produce as well as technological advancement. So for Wangare, the shelf life of our product as well as technological advancements such as mobile applications have forced her or have prompted her to abandon the conventional way of doing things, of going to the market physically to sell her produce, and now she can sit and what and what she does now is sit back at the comfort of her home, and thanks to technological advancement, she can market her produce, and whoever is willing to buy can reach out to her. So my parting shot is that in the world we live in today, we are faced with realities, realities that force us to change how we go about our day-to-day -day activities. 
and for Wangari Kuria, some of these realities are product shelf life and technological advancement. And so to cope with these realities, she adopted inventive problem solving by doing things in reverse or the other way around. Well, that is all I had lined up for you today. Thank you for listening. This marks the end of our series on doing things in reverse or the other way around. So see you again next time, same time, same place to talk about something else, something interesting. So stay tuned. If you've not subscribed to the Iron Kenya podcast, make sure you do so. Goodbye.